Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jack from coldaholic.com joined by Ross and just an elated Matthew giggling away there. What's so funny, Matthew? Share with the class. It was just Jack, and hopefully this will be in the video, Jack getting ready going, oh, I'm presenting, am I? Okay. <clears throat> no, <laughs> joined by Ross and Matthew, and it's very exciting today because as Ross has been saying all week, it's nearly time for the biggest party of the summer that you'll never see coming. Whoa! Summer Slam 2020. Whoa! I know. I know. Didn't uh, see it coming. This is our pitches video. Nine pitches for SummerSlam 2020. We're going to go around in a circle. It's going to be Ross, Matthew, me, Ross, Matthew, me, Ross, Matthew, me. And then in in real life, we're going to shoot record the podcast straight after this. So it's going to be, it's it's a packed schedule, but I couldn't be happier to be sharing it with you too. Um, any thoughts before we begin? Uh, Ross. About life in general? I oh, just whatever, yeah. Twi- oh, it's, a, it's, it's nice to see the weather getting a bit more hot. Uh, it's been a dreary few days a dreary, a dreary few days here in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. I have to apologise because I necked a whole box of sangria uh, doing my predictions earlier today. So my mouth, which doesn't work anyway, is even more impaired because of lots of lovely Tesco sangria. I didn't realise you were... You were pissed doing this? Yeah, okay. I've, yeah. I've, wait, it sort of hit me over the last half an hour or so, so we'll see how this goes. Matthew, how are you feeling today? I like death warmed up, but that's normal for me. So it's good news for the people watching. Uh, good. Right, without any further ado, let's begin with the first pitch from... Wait a minute, Matthew, what are you laughing at now? Is Just it when I do general. serious present? Is it when I do presenting? Is it like when you see someone you know at work? Like when you see your mate in Marks and yeah. Spencer's? You're like, whoa, look at it. Yeah, look at him pretending uh, to be a real person. Yeah, it's pretty much that. <laughs> right. I reckon it's because Matthew just poured his heart out there, said he was death warmed up. He wanted to, he wanted to see a bit of concern from you, Jack. And, and I was like, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing really badly now. Oh, that's great. Moving on. <laughs> Are you all right, Matthew? No, I'm fine, mate. Thank you for okay, asking. Okay, that's good. Uh, we'll begin with Ross's pitch number one. Uh, I'm going straight to M- M- Mandy versus Sonia. Uh, I want to see Sonia Deville obliterate Mandy Rose like John. Uh, sorry, Brock Lesnar did to John Cena all those years ago. It looks like Sonia is going to win with a plumb. One of my favourite words in the dictionary. That a plumb. Um, but no, Mandy's dead on the floor. Sonia sees the Clippers and she's there looking at the Clippers. She puts the Clippers down. Then she cuts a promo about how Mandy can keep her long, well, shorter locks. Apparently her soccer mom locks. That's what they're known as now with that T-shirt on the shop. Whatever that means, I've got no idea. She can keep those locks because in Sonia's opinion, that's all Mandy has. But I'm going to take things one further because I'm Sonia Deville and I'm a badass. And Sonia just takes the Clippers to her own head and shaves it right down to the skin. 
Sonny Deville has lost the plot. Sonny Deville shaves off all of her hair. She's doing all the psychotic motions she's been doing from time to time over the past couple of months. Um, it's just ever since this hair versus hair stipulation has been announced, I can't. I want to see the visual of Sonny Deville with the gimmick, with the sort of mannerisms that have been getting more and more psychotic as the months have been going on in this feud with Mandy Rose. The fighting style... The whole package, I think, would be made so much more with a bald head. And I think that would be made even more badass and psychotic and all those words if Sonia was to do it herself. She beats up Mandy, leaves her a mess on the floor. She takes the clippers to ahead herself. I think that would be very emphatic. Uh, sends the right message, completes the, the look, the package that is Sonia Deville, the MMA fighting lady. And we go from there. I think that is women's championship material, Sonia Deville with a massive baldy head that she did by herself because she's, she couldn't give a toss. She couldn't give a cow. All that malarkey. So I, it's going from jazz, really. Do you remember when jazz rocked up in AEW and had that bald head and she looked incredible and looked scary? I'd like to see that look on Sonia Deville. I think it would work. There is my pitch. It's so good, Ross. It's such Thank a good you. start. It's End such of a good show start. there and then, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's it, peaked. I couldn't book it better myself. And they won't... I mean, they probably won't do that. They'll just have Mandy win and humiliate Sonya, but... Oh, yeah, that's the, the, just what's happened recently. I think Sonya's defeated Mandy twice on SmackDown, with once with Ziggler as well. Uh, obviously, she's lopped off some of Mandy's hair to begin with. So all the, the odds are stacked against Sonya. But I think that would be really effective if Sonya was to do it by herself and then go forward for however long with a properly shaved head. I think it would be an incredible look for her. Do heels ever win hair versus hair matches, Matthew? Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. I can't either. There's not many for women. I remember the Molly Holly yeah. WrestleMania, because she's really eager to get on the card and went, yeah, I'll lose my hair, it's fine. And TNA did it once. And it's one of those triple deluxe impact specials where it was a battle royale first, and the remaining two people had a ladder match, I believe, and then the person who didn't win got their head shaved, and the crowd hated it as the, <laughs> the bad one got their head shaved. So uh, it's you've got to be careful with how you do it. And I was surprised when the WWE announced this because I go, you know, the sight of seeing getting their head shaved bald, especially women who's not, you know, men can be being bald they like, it's all right. But women, it's like, oh, that's a distinctive look. So Ross has done a great job there because one, they're delivering the stipulation, so no fibbing. And two, aha, I'm doing it myself. That's going to add to a character, make it crazy and build going forward. I think Ross, you should also look- You are wasting called a holic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still here. <laughs> you I mean, should you, be you literally Bru wasted on Cultaholic right now, but you, uh, <laughs> you should be Brucey e. P's understudy in uh, Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane that McMahon's was, understudy. That was, yeah, that was, he could be that baby P. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> anyway, what do no. you think, Jack? Oh, 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 it's a yes from me wholeheartedly. Very, very good pitch. Maybe Ross's best pitch ever that I can think of. It's a very strong it's one. It's absolutely to start the not. George and the, the cage and the chips, that's the one we need to see come to fruition still. I'm still no, waiting because, for that to happen. No, that inspired a whole load of... I think Sam took a bit of inspiration from that and started doing every outlandish pitch under the sun because he <laughs> wanted to recapture the magic of George as chips. Wait, so, so uh, it's, it's striking the balance here on the pitches. This doesn't normally go for two serious, one silly. That's my makeup mm. today is two serious, one silly. You've got to keep all the different sort of our audiences happy. Some people tune into this for some serious wrestling discussion, I've learned, over yeah. the past couple of years, which I find fascinating. I'll be honest, we're, a, we're a bunch of dicks, aren't we? Just a bunch of fans <laughs> who've looked out and got cameras and that's it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've got I've got one serious, one silly, and then one middle, one sports entertainment. So, I don't know. But anyway, Matthew, 
We can have your... Because uh, Ross is right. Sorry, I had to be a talk over you. No, it's all right. Uh, Ross is right. You know, the people on watching these shows do expect serious stuff. So I've realized this when I've just done silly bollocks. But then I've realized that and gone, it's all right. I'll do one silly bollocks and some serious ones. And it turns out what my definition of serious is not the same as everybody else's. So it just looks like silly bollocks all the way through. Now that Ross has done that fantastic night out there, which was a go for me, by the way. I don't know why I've got to do that voting bit, but maybe it went without saying. We didn't now do it- the catchphrase, did we? Oh, no. Oh, start oh, my video again. No, I'm not we'll redoing that take. We'll just do we'll, it now. We'll just do it now. It's it's, it's not a cold what, opening. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do this as the cold. Hang on. And then we'll keep this in the original bit as well. But Richard can transpose this bit. Yeah, listen in, Richard. Listen oh. in. We've got directions here. We're gonna have to really, Richard's like, no, I'm not doing any of this. We're going to have to really go for it now because it's the cold <laughs> open. Right. I'm going to do a bit of a dramatic. Okay. But everyone, it's not what you think is going to happen. It's what it's you want to happen. Come on. Pitches is back. Pitches is back. We're back, Pitches. The Eckies are kicking in. <laughs> I dabbed so hard. The, re- <laughs> the earthquake that has happened around the west, east, east end of Newcastle has knocked the post off Matthew's wall. So that's, did. that's the cold yeah, that's calm the cold <laughs> That can, can and Richard, can you make that cold open in black and white as well with music behind it, just to make it so dramatic? Everyone will desperately want to watch the video. Right, anyway, Matthew, your second pitch, please. First pitch, please. God. Sorry, I'm I'm all in pieces. After this night out that Ross has just given us, and your cold open, this is the this is the kebab and the long walk home by the cell. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go the serious one to begin with. After Ross did that up, um, Asuka is taking on. Sasha Banks and Bailey for both the Raw and SmackDown women's oh, titles. Bollocks. This is one of mine. Go on. I don't know. Sorry. Thought getting there quick. I think they help the storyline. It's a nice and simple one. Not too complicated, but I think helping in the show that actually pay attention to the product and want serious stuff to happen. Asuka should defeat Bailey, but with help from Sasha Banks. And then when Banks is taken on Asuka later on, she should have the advantage, but Asuka's so good. Bailey's on the way to the ring to help her, but. But. Uh, Lacey Evans is, is there. Oh, you just missed her. She was just there in the crowd. Honest, honest Banks. Oh, one, two, three. Oh, you've been rolled up. You've lost your title. Oh, that's really... No, Lacey Evans was... Uh, Alexa Bliss was distracting me. Um, the fabulous Moolah was... Uh, her spirit still haunts this arena, you know. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And that can keep on going. The feud that will probably be, still be building and building and building by the time 2023 kicks in. It's all gone wrong because that was, that was pretty much my... My I, in fairness, though, Jack, this isn't exactly reinventing the wheel. I think a lot of people no, have got this in mind. I went so. for the I went for the obvious. I'll, while you oh. explain this uh, a little bit further, I'll just think of a new one right now. So that's good. You're good at ad libbing. Uh, explaining it. Well, the reason for it this is I think Asuka needs to get some retribution on these two who've been dominating Raw and probably retribution. Oh no, oh no, I said the magic word. <laughs> oh no, Do- dogs. We never saw it coming. They might be in here. <laughs> the bastards took me posted down. Um, yeah, they need to get something because they've been dominating every week and doing all this and that. She needs to get something. She's lost a tag partner. She needs to have something where it's set up her versus them in a singles or maybe when Bailey and Banks are finally having their blow off, then Asuka can go deal with something else like Raw Underground's finest Shayna Baszler and also helps that feud. The Banks-Bailey thing, that maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Maybe Banks will just forgive her and go, that's all right. <laughs> Who knows? Keep on watching the product. And that's as simple as that. 
Your thoughts, Ross? Go on. Yeah, I'm very much on board because I'm sick of doing predictions video here in this illustrious YouTube channel and going, this is it. This is the event where the turn is finally going to happen. So I would like to see it happen. And I I think it will happen after that little throwaway line where Bailey was like, you know, when Asuka had the match against Bailey and the stipulation was if Asuka won, she got the shot at Sasha. Bailey was like, oh, when I finally wrestle a match where something matters that's on the line, my SmackDown women's title, then I'll try and then I'll win. So, yes, I'm very much on board. I reckon that it's a yes for me as well, by the way, because it, it was similar to mine. And it seems to be just from reading the internet, seems to be the thing that everyone wants to happen as well. So if it oh. doesn't, then it's going to kick off a bit. But it's but a yes it's for me It's not about too. what they want to happen. Yeah, it's what they think. No, wait. It's the other way around. Oh, it's you, what they need to what happen. Are, what are you like? Um, but thank you. Well, bed, well you. done, Jack, for you being an honorable guy. And give me the like, even though you thought the same thing. Unless a person would go, no, Matthew, that's horrible. Why would you think Uh, that? (laughs) uh, I'm going to go with... Well, no, sorry, it's not my turn yet. I'm going to give it a yes. And I'm going to also throw out there that I think that uh, the turn will actually finally happen at payback when I think they'll lose... Because we know they're defending the tag belts there. And I think that's where it'll all blow up. But who knows? As Ross says, it could be... And as you said as well, it could still be going on 10 years down the line. They, they might finally turn on each other when they're both being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Hmm. I mean, right now, it's a good thing to have during the lockdown period we're going through. These two are going to be on both brands. They're safe, they're durable, they're very good. So it's almost like they're checking. Like, are we okay to have more people coming in? No? Guess who <laughs> has the title for a few more months? So. Uh, right. My first pitch involves retribution. Uh, this is my sports entertainment one when I said I had one silly, one, silly, one serious, and one sports entertainment So just before the main event, we're going to have Vince McMahon head to the ring with Shane O'Mac and say, right, look, I'm doing it now, Brucey P. You get out here right now. You're about to get fired. That's not how Vince fires people. I'm just paraphrasing. He obviously will do it more Vince. Like, imagine if he just went, you're about to get fired. That was his catchphrase. Um, <laughs> once we get the paperwork done. Uh, and then he's going to officially hand raw over to his son and uh, everyone's like boo because we love brother love i suppose um shane's dancing and doing all his thing and then retribution hit and the lights flicker and they're in the ring and they're beating up the commentators and the cameramen and everything uh, vince somehow we need him to avoid getting hit because we can't have vince getting hit but shane gets absolutely destroyed shane gets absolutely decimated by retribution and um then two sort of leaders of retribution become apparent in the middle of the ring and they unmask. One of them unmasks first. It's big Eric Bischoff. And the other one unmasks. And it's Paul Heyman. And they've returned to take control of Raw and SmackDown. They divvy it up. One's got Raw. One's got SmackDown. And we'll see where it goes from there heading into Survivor Series, everyone. That's my pitch. Oh. Emotional. It's seen where it goes. So if Bischoff <laughs> and Heyman are involved, it's going to go bankruptcy. Well... <laughs> <laughs> But okay, they're back I mean, and better than ever. And this time, together. So are Paul and Eric laying the beat down on Shane McMahon? No, no, they get their minions to do that. Unless you think oh, that's better. No. That's all it is oh, better. Yeah. Do I want to see Paul Heyman taking the best wrestler in the world to school? Yes, I do. <laughs> Cry fighting Eric Bischoff. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. And, and Shane beat him once. So it'd be nice for Bischoff to get some revenge. It's a SummerSlam tie-in. It happened at SummerSlam one year, yeah. didn't it? Shane O'Mac versus Bischoff. Did Shane pinned him after an elbow oh, drop four? through the announce table? Was it 04? 
can't yeah. exactly remember. Oh, five, I think. Right. Don't quote me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but there's some good points there. The whole shame that man gets beat up thing. I'm definitely pro that. I don't think the name value of Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman is going to mean much to people now. It's <laughs> yeah. Yes, Heyman and Bischoff have their cults. I think Heyman has more cult people following and believing everything he says. Um, Bischoff, less so because he's associated as much with the failure of WCW as the success, which isn't very fair. But as I'm saying that, I'm realising that WWE puts way, way higher value on people who did stuff in the 90s than anybody else. Uh-huh. So what am I talking about? Of course, that's a great idea, Jack. That is entirely sports entertainment Cheers. Good point. I like my, it. My only drawback, I'd say, is that we're just going back to the way things were a little while ago when it was Heyman and Bischoff. And yeah, it. but you know, but you know. Uh, it's good that one time Bischoff did the podcast about his run in WWE, and he's called it 83 Days. <laughs> but so is that a yes from you, Matthew? I go on, then. It's a yes. And Ross? I'm going to give you a half yes and a half okay. no. I'm going to okay. give you a yo and a ness. Uh, yes, because it's retribution and all of that stuff coming to an end. Every single time it happens now, you just cringe what, cringe what they're doing. And they've made a mess because, whoa, what's that, earthquake? It's T-Rex upstairs or something? It's retribution. Oh, retribution. <laughs> Watching what they were doing, like on SmackDown last week, where they made Kayla Braxton cry backstage and they locked someone in the box while they were having a poo. And then you come on Raw this week, and then they do the bit in the first segment, and then nothing else. So they, they did loads of big things and then followed up when I was. It's a load of cringy crap. The sooner it ends, the better. So on that respect, yes. But on the other hand, I'm very much gagging. And I mean gagging, frothing at the mouth I am to see Samoa Joe as an authority figure on Monday Night Raw. So that part of it, I'm going to say no, just because I want Samoa Joe. Fair enough. Hmm. Fair enough. So I like that, though, quickly. You said that Retribution have done really one big thing and then lots of nothing else. Perfect for Heyman and Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> so well done there to one and a half there. For yeah, Jack. that'll do. One I'll and a half. It. Ross, what is your second pitch? So I think we're all resigned. And I say resigned because I'm resigned to it happening. Uh, The Fiend becoming Universal Champion once again, even though he doesn't need that title and shouldn't be involved in the title picture for a while now because he needs to lose the thing eventually. And how he loses it this time is even scarier potentially to how he lost it the first time to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. Um, But to get there, I think we need to add another layer to his character. Um, I think Bray... Because people have been saying we saw a double turn on last week's SmackDown. We saw Braun Strowman turn heel because he's thrown Alexa around doing gorilla presses. And we saw The Fiend turn more face than already was because he was sort of standing there protecting Alexa from Braun Strowman. I don't think that's the case. I think Braun Strowman, yes, he's turned heel because that's what The Fiend wanted. He's got inside Braun Strowman's head and he's sort of taken Braun's hair away from the the inside out. But The Fiend is still very much a heel because he's just manipulating Alexa Bliss to have her align with him. So I think we're going to get to the closing stages of the match on Sunday. Braun Strowman is handing Bray Wyatt, or the Fiend, his arse. It looks like Braun Strowman's finally going to do it and conquer his biggest fear and all that malarkey. The lights go out, and as we all know, we're in the Thunderdome now, so in the crowd we've got all those LED boards surrounding where the seats are. On those screens appears Alexa Bliss, the Alexa Bliss that we saw at the uh, the old swamp when she was in that thing with the, the veil and all that malarkey. And then she, I don't know what she might say, but she might she says something to distract Braun Strowman. And all of a sudden you look up, because I don't know if you've seen the, the Thunderdome design. It looks like the opening to uh, SmackDown when they have the thing and then the thing's closing in. 
Alexa Bliss is somehow on top of there. This is outlandish, I know. This is it. And she descends. She descends. What a ride. Oh, my uh, God. Vince McMahon from 1996 <laughs> comes on trot now. Um, she descends. Um, obviously, this makes sense in my mind because as we saw last year, Bray Wyatt can't take control of WWE production. What Retribution were doing on SmackDown last week, Bray Wyatt was doing this time last year. So Alexa Bliss descends after she said something on the, the Thunderdome trons. She descends from the rafters and then she just fires some sort of bazooka into the face of Braun Strowman. That is how the Fiend, I know it might sound silly, but she does something devastating to Braun Strowman, something that leaves a lasting effect, maybe singes his beard off this time so he comes back looking funny like Snitsky. Um, but it, the, the conclusion of it is the Fiend wins via Alexa Bliss and then we see the debut of a new character as Alexa Bliss reveals herself to be Twisted Bliss and she is now aligned with The Fiend and they're now a partnership going forward. Alexa Bliss has got a new gimmick. We still think it's Alexa Bliss, but it's a new shade. She's Twisted Bliss. She's, she's dirty, you know, proverbial Bliss. And uh, she's aligned with The Fiend and that's my pitch. Because mm. of manipulation and all that dirty stuff that The Fiend likes to do. Power. Okay. Mm. Bazookas. Hmm. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it. I think it's good. Um, Thank you very much. I, think I like it's how. Gonna... So you're good. I was going to just say I think it's a second yes from me, but now you now you go, go on. I like the bit where Alexa Bliss, one Alexa Bliss, can take on the entirety of Retribution. Now she's got this this bazooka and these LED screens and all that. That's good. oh no, I forgot the bazooka. But anyway, I've said I yes. I don't now. like the fact that this is probably going to happen. <laughs> and it's a mixed bag because Strowman has been crap. The Fiend has been crap. But because of the era we're in, we're going to be having a lot more cinematic, silly bugger matches. So The Fiend probably should have that title. So I don't like it, but I'll give you half a yes because it's probably going to happen. <laughs> One thing against it, I think, is how horny the internet are going to be for goth Alexa Bliss. And I'm just concerned about the state of Twitter when it happens. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dirty man. Yeah. Dirty. Is it going to be like when Trish Stratus was teasing Bubba with those table bits? But like, oh, Braun, I just love swamps. <laughs> you got to keep your swamp dirty and you know, filthy. She, you and know, then she, Braun's looking and they had like the wolf eyes, like in Tex Avery cartoons. He's just like, you know, she sometimes dresses as like Buzz Lightyear or whatever. She should just come out as Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not even like a flattering Shrek, just like a sack of like spuds on her and a mask. Yeah. I, I just love onions, Braun. Layers. Less is my swamp, Braun. Doing a horrible Scottish accent. Oh, she can get Nikki to do the voice. It all, it all comes oh, together. Yes. <laughs> um, lovely. Matthew, can we... How do we follow that? But can, we, can you try to with your second pitch, please? I'm going to try my best, but, you know. Okay. Raw two weeks ago. Randy Orton punted Ric Flair. Raw one week ago, Randy Orton punted HBK. Because of these legends that Drew McIntyre has spent literally minutes of his life looking up to, <laughs> I think to use the Thunderdome that they're hyping up, that Randy Orton, because we've already established he has magic powers, like most of the roster now in WWE, whatever, because the lights went off when he punted Ric Flair. He hit him that hard, the lecky bill failed I think with the power of the Thunderdome that whenever Drew has the advantage on Randy and because he's bigger than him that will be every five minutes Randy Orton should use his magic RKO powers to make someone that Drew McIntyre used to watch on TV appear so Randy Orton can punt him and Drew goes no and then he gets a bit work on him Randy Orton hit that really fearsome chin lock he's been practicing so Again, we've had Flair, we've had Shawn Michaels. It's a bit awkward because there's not many uh, on the same level as that. Uh, I think the first one should be Grumpy Bret Hart from circa 2010 with the grey hair and not going to smile no matter how much money you put in front of him. Drew McIntyre has a great affinity for him, SummerSlam 92. So I'm like, no! So Randy Orton punts that. And then the next thing should be Rory McAllister of the Highlanders because Drew McIntyre obviously locked up to him when he was watching him uh, back home. <laughs> on Sky box office. And then they just give up and realise, well, we can't really pay for everybody's likeness. And then it starts being Neil Buchanan from Art Attack. What? So obviously definitely going to be a hero for Drew Mack. He's roughly the same age as me, so definitely Neil Buchanan would definitely turn him, go to turn his head and get distracted and run the open punt him. And he keep on going through until there's no more TV screens. And eventually, Randy Orton just goes, look at that, and then kicks him anyway. No. <laughs> That's it. So Randy Orton beating Drew McIntyre using the, the Thunderdome. So Randy Orton can punt kick every single hero that Drew McIntyre has ever looked up to. It's the inverse of rest. Oh, wait one second. I think Ross is frozen. Oh, I'm glad he's frozen. I thought he was there just he like... Is. He's back. I thought he was just stood there like this, like... Just this unamused. Crap. This is um... crap. <laughs> he probably was, but... It's kind no, of... No, no, no. In... Don't do it again. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I've done it again. Right. He actually, actually has done it again. How did you do that? Is he what? magic? It's What's actually that? happened again. Yeah, you know, you've oh. actually fro- you've worked yourself you've into a shoot. Oh. How did that happen? What a jabroni mark I am, eh? <laughs> that will be the shoot. face that appears to distract because obviously Drew McIntyre, big fan of Ross. 
He does follow me on Twitter, you know. It's weird. Oh, it's there weird you go. Life. There you go. Ranyon go, oh yeah, you're beating me. Well, what about this? Grumpy Ross listening to Matthew's pitch. And then Drew will be like, no, that was a great pitch. And then Randy, you'll kick him. Have I unfrozen? You haven't unfrozen. Bloody like, hell. Walt Disney right now. My connection's absolutely perfect here. You're all moving. Oh, no, Jack's frozen now for me. No, it was just a bit of bundleized. God, I told you I'm a jabroni, Mark. Uh, (laughs) Right. Damn retribution. Oh, God. Anyway. What a great great pitches video. (laughs) Okay, great. Ross, don't do anything if you give it a thumbs up. There we go. All right, Jack, what have you got? Uh, I'm saying no, unfortunately, Matthew. Because it's the it reminds me a lot of Wyatt versus Orton from WrestleMania 33 with the insects oh, on the yeah. screen. But except Orton's playing the Wyatt role and Drew is playing the Orton role. Don't compare said... Neil Buchanan to insects. <laughs> what a guy that is. Especially, well, he isn't in metal music, so he might be a maggot because Slipknot fans up anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, I've totally lost my own train. He's but back. Ross is back. He's back. I'm back. Right. And better than ever. Um, but it, it, when you said he hits him with his finisher anyway, to me that was a little bit like when Orton just hit the RKO anyway and won in the Orlando. Yeah, I, I should have wrote that out better, Don't. to be honest with you. I should have ended with the Ubu Cannon, but that's on, that, that's on the agent for that match's fault. Right, right. The idea well, was good. We've got one yes and one no for that one. Uh, that's right. Oh, Ross's me, silence me. spoke better than anything he could ever say. <laughs> it's my turn. Uh, it's the one that I've just come up with. So I feel like this card is quite a lot. There's quite a lot of stuff on it, isn't there? Quite a lot of shenanigans-based stuff. Seth and Dom. Uh, Alexa and... Usually we'd be looking at, like, Alexa's... Ma- uh, not Alexa. Uh, Asuka's matches with Sasha and Bailey to be, like, the work rate matches. But that's got a lot of potential for shenanigans. Drew and Orton might be all right, but again, shenanigans afoot. So I think what we need is a work rate match on the show. I know I just hate to be boring, but I, I've got a way to make it a bit exciting. So... We don't know yet what's going on with AJ Styles. The rumor is Styles and Hardy, I believe, because Styles doesn't think anyone's worthy of facing him for the IC belt. I'm guessing this week on SmackDown, Jeff will be confirmed as his opponent. He'll probably throw a vat of mucus in his face or something because that's what Jeff does these days. But I think that it would be really good if it seems like Jeff's going to fight him. It's all set up for him and Jeff. And then at the start of the match, like like in WXW, Matthew, on night two of that thing you went to when Jesus matches down three-way dance, it's bloody Sami Zayn, here he comes, and they have a match. Jeff crashes and burns early on through like the announce table or something, and then we get AJ and Sami just pew, 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 and then Sami wins the belt that he never lost. Uh, and that's my that's my bloody, there you go. Got very excited there, actually, at the thought of Sami Zayn. You did. Your, your oh. passion showed through, which I think is the best quality about you, Jack. He's one of my faves. Love him. It's great. Yeah. What do we think? I'll go with a yes, just because of how passionate you were, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I don't care because I've not been watching SmackDown. Um, I did know that the former Abyss did show up on there, and that's cool. If uh, Maybe he's the new manager of AJ Styles. He has, it says something, it gives out free leaflets saying maybe the earth is flat. I'm just saying there's some theories you should look into. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I like you. Thumbs up. Ross, Thank what do you, you. think? Yeah, as long as Sami Zayn is completely fine with coming back to work and he's not being forced. Um, yeah, I would like to see a proper work rate match, brother, brother, between AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Because while the WrestleMania match, it you know, it was a, it was a story that was told. It wasn't you know as what they might be capable of. So yeah, do you remember when Sami mm. just ran away for like half an hour and then they, they uh, was that what yeah. happened at WrestleMania? 
Pretty much. And then he kicked yeah. him in one. Yeah. Kicked him in one, yeah. yeah. So are I... you a bit are you a bit closer to the mic there now there? Am I? Got a, I don't got, know. A bit, got a wee bit louder. Bloody hell. I'll move it a bit. There you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. That's is that the that's sweet it. spot, is it? I think you gotta so. do the Roman Reigns throwing up the beer. That's a microphone that's technique for your dear viewer. If you don't know, throw up the beers. That's how far you stay away. Loser buys the beers. Oh, I've just dropped that bulldog clip I was farting about with. Right, anyway. Um it's now Ross's turn for pitch number three. I'm going to Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I can't wait for this match. This is my most anticipated match of the weekend just because of how good Dom is. Bloody hell. Anyway, I just lost the train of thought there. Uh, Rollins, as we know, it's a street fight, so anything can happen in this match. We're not good with street, though. We're just staying within the confines of the Thunderdome. Maybe they can put some streets on the on the boards. I've got no idea. But Seth Rollins goes to use a ladder during the course of this match. And then for some reason... You hear a, a faint, distant cry of, I'm your pappy, S.A. No. Oh. I'm your pappy, S.A. And the ladder starts to shake while in Seth Rollins' grasp. So much that Seth Rollins, who was in control of the match at this point, is forced to drop the ladder. It is shaking that much. <laughs> a, confused, a confused Seth Rollins is looking around thinking, what the hell is going on here? Oh, sorry, what the hell is going on here? And when the pan, the camera pans, the sangria is kicking in now wonderfully. The camera pans around, if that, is that the right term? I've got no idea. You see Dominic Mysterio, who is seen looking to the heavens saying, thank you, biological father, Eddie Guerrero. And that is where the go-home segment, the go-home segment, the go-home stretch of my... I'm speaking into a vacuum here, quite literally. It's very disconcerting. Please come back, friends. I've got no friends in real life. At least I've got some at work. Uh, uh, Dominic can be seen saying, I've done that bit, Ross. Move on to the next bit. The ladder then uprights. It's there, stood behind Seth Rollins, who's looking around going, what the hell's happened here? And then for some reason, the camera looks at the bottom of the ladder. The ladder now has wrestling boots on. The, the laces of the boots can now be seen un what? untying. Le Rollins tries to pick up the ladder once again, but somehow, someway, the ladder rolls up. Seth Rollins with a pinfall. Dom then latches on and gets the pinfall for himself. And that's how Dominic wins. So the ladder is obviously Eddie Guerrero, the spirit of Eddie, who is, of course, the actual biological father of Dom. And he helps, he helps Dom win the match on Ray's behalf. Because despite that fallout, Ray and Eddie, they still get along. So obviously it's a no for me, first of all. Now, Why? <laughs> But imagine if that somehow, first of all, and also the amount of special effects. How would they? I mean, they've got they've got time. I mean, um, we're, as we're sat here now, we're doing this on Thursday. There's no cinematic match announced for the show. No match where you think, wow, that's going to be a cinematic match. And just because it's WWE, even though I believe, you know, once or twice a year, that's all you need for cinematic matches. I reckon they're going to try and do one. So I'm banking on it being this one. And a ladder... <laughs> Bringing the spirit of Eddie Guerrero back to life is the special effect I'm looking for here. Um, and also, my other point was, if they actually did that, can you imagine Twitter? Can you imagine just... Everyone would just be like, what? I mean, we what saw Braun Strowman die at the end of the last pay-per-view and he came back. We see yeah, AJ Styles know. get buried alive, it's he not came quite, back. It's not quite the same. <laughs> well, it's all Ma silly bollocks, isn't it? Matthew. <laughs> Are you done? No, I'm not done. I'm passionate about this one. In fact, I am done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't get no. done. Get, get Dom to win. <laughs> Thank you for... Oh. Retribution's back again. Oh, no. Thank you for uh, 
doing such a bad pitch that you're making me and Jack look good. You're such a team player, Ross. That's what I like about you. Bloody hell, though. Eddie Guerrero back as the lovematic grandpa. But a ladder that shakes around. What if they kept it a thing? What if every Um, Raw is like, I don't know what to do. Let me talk to the spirit of my dead dad who's in this this ladder. Because it was... Start shaking. Essay. Distract the referee, then hit him in the dick. Oh, thanks. Thanks, dad, the ladder. Thanks, it's long term storytelling. We're going back to WrestleMania. Uh, sorry, we're going back to SummerSlam 2005 here. It's long term storytelling. It's no sillier than Braun Strowman dying. That's all I'm saying. Yes, it is. It is sillier than that. How? Strowman could have swam out, maybe. He didn't know he got. He drowned. There was an he's, air bubble. He's got a tremendous capacity, lung capacity. He got better. Someone saved <laughs> no. him. I don't know. You know what? You know what? Yeah, I'll give it, it a yes. I'll give it a yes because WWE Creative watches this. We've seen some of the ideas we've said. Yeah, you know what? Wrestling's horrible right now. Wrestling's basically crap. So just go all out, all out. Turn into a trauma film marathon. Have a have a, a ladder with the spirit of Eddie Guerrero. I can't agree, like, but as okay. a regular character. Okay. <laughs> oh, my fringe is just messing up. What is going on here? You're supposed to be the sensible one, Russ. What? Well, hey, he... I did my two good pitches. I'm allowed to have a bit of fun. <laughs> You're like a gremlin. Just add booze and look what happens to you. Oh, dear me. Oh, God. Matthew, follow that in the words of Shawn oh, Michaels. Yeah, no, no yeah. problem. So was that, was, that, going, go was that two no's, was it? No, it was a no and a yes. No, I'm giving you a, a like. No and a yes. Just, oh, just, thank just you. despite. I can't say no to that, but <laughs> stupidest thing I've heard. All right, well, following that's like Jericho and Triple H trying to follow Rock Hogan. So... My one was similar. It's going to be Big Dom going against Seth Rollins. And I think it'll be a fair fight because it's the street fight rules. The Chunky Monkey will bring weapons with him. Uh, show off that 619 he did to Lesnar. He's got Seth down. So Murphy will be first, forced to run in to help his uh, Lord and Savior. And then one-eyed Rey Mysterio will come out. And somehow there'll be a, that, that helping Murphy. He'll either bump into Dom or whatever, or Dom will take his eyes off the prize and then Seth will thwack him. Maybe hit him in the eye and so he's wounded there. And then he'll pin Dominic right in front of his dad as Ray's like, no. And then that will set up. No. Nah. And that will set up then um, for the next show, the La Familia tag match, because obviously the build-up is going to be Ray Mysterio having surgery five times on his broken heart. And I'll be setting up finally Ray and Dom at it against Murphy and Rollins, the, the the final tag match in the series, the final one, and everyone can move on to what they're doing. But it will end with Big Dom getting the pin there. But at right. first, it's his first match. It would be a bit silly for him to beat Seth Rollins in his first one. But if they'd give it a bit of an out there with the street fight rules, it's all right. And they can redo it at payback. And that'll be it. The blow off. Mm, yes. I'll give it a yeah. Go on. There you go. It's a yes from me. Oh, oh, so that's for you. Oh, and then did I mention that it's a three-man? <laughs> Murphy gets whatever, maybe Ace Theory, maybe, maybe not Austin Theory, yeah? Uh, but obviously in the corner of Ray and Dominic is the dadder. No, no. Ladder, no. dad, dad, ladder. We're not bringing the ladder back. I want Ross's like, shush, oh. shush, Jack, you've had your, you've had your like. What do you say, Ross? I say it's a fantastic idea, Matthew. Yes. One of the greatest pitches I've ever heard. Yes, yes. Right. Uh, such enthusiasm in that thing you just said, Ross. <laughs> no, I do, I do. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. Go on. 
there's only one pitch left and it's mine. And unfortunately, because all the big matches were kind of taken and I wanted to give a bit of, add a bit of spice to the equation in the words of, uh, oh, who Chris, is it who says that? Chris Eubanks. Yeah, Chris Eubank. Just add a little bit oh, of that what you were spice doing? to that. Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you yeah. like a switchy? Um, would you like a switchy? I can't do switchy? Chris Eubank. <laughs> Nelson's here. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I? I can't even remember where I was now. Yeah, Chris oh. Eubank. No, I, just to add a bit of spice to the mix. Um, I'm, I was going to do a, an undercard match, so I'll do I'll do the Street Profits versus Gaza and Andrade, but it's not the way to end this video, so I've made it really stupid. Um, so this is my silly one. So basically, this whole match is built obviously around a lethal dose of poison, which Zelina Vega administered to Montez Ford, but it wasn't lethal because he survived. Uh, so this match is going to be. Like a like a, an inferno match, but all the outside of the ring is like poison or acid. Acid, it's acid. Effectively, it's acid, and it's proper cartoon like green or purple acid. Just and um, there's loads of teasers, of course, of like whoa. And then um, let's say we need to pick one from each team. Dawkins falls in the acid; he's gone. And then Gaza, he he falls in the acid; he's gone as well. No, yeah, yeah, Gaza. I, I think I'll go with Gaza. And then Ford and Andrade look at each other and they can't go on any longer. They've both lost a friend each to this match. They weep, they embrace, they form a new tag team. And then like the rest of the show happens after that, obviously. Um, there's trailers for the next show and all that stuff as they clean up the ringside area. And then just as the last match is finished and Orton and Drew have gone to the back, presumably, Two hands burst up through the canvas, charred and skeletal, and it's bloody Angel Gaza and Dawkins, and they climb out, and now they're looking for revenge on their old pals. The reason I chose Gaza is because he's so pretty, it would be quite good to see him as like a Harvey Dent, Two-Face sort of, you know, vengeful character. And Dawkins, you know, he just needs more of a gimmick. So, there. There's double wow. standards on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Lambasted. At least mine was original. You've just pitched a game of The Floor is Lava there. Oh, yes. And then <laughs> yeah. Rutledge is the special guest referee, of course. I, Rut yeah. What's his Rutledge, full name? Rutledge? Rutledge Wood. Wood. Ah, oh, bloody hell. I love Rutledge. Yeah, The Floor is... Yeah, it is The Floor is... And when they fall in, they've obviously got to go, no, like they yeah. do on The Floor is Lava. I, Plus what appears to be the script for Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah. Well... Love it. Kind of. Have you? No, I like it, Jack. I like Have it. You... Thumbs up. I Thank like the you. cartoony green toxic waste slash poison vats that will be yeah, surrounding yeah. the ring. I like that. I like the idea of Angel Gaza going in because then he can go, no. And then after a few seconds, his pull-off tights can like float to the surface. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, and they're doing bugger all right now, so you might as well burn them alive in acid. Thumbs up, Jack. It also, it also happens on The Simpsons, doesn't it, where Homer thinks he's falling in lava on the Japanese... On the Japanese game show, but it's just like orangeade. And he's yes, flying that does around. Happen. It burns. When I was a kid, Battle in Seizure Robots made me nearly die laughing. It was so. The Battle in Seizure Robots was the funniest joke I'd ever seen when I was like nine. Bit insensitive in hindsight, but. Uh, Ross. Yeah, any crossover potential with Rutledge Wood gets a thumbs up from me. Because as one we all know, if there's one goal in life, it's to meet the great <laughs> Rutledge Wood. It's the prize. It's the, it's the prize of the floor is lava. <laughs> um, right, well, on that note, what a way to end it. Thank you, Matthew and Ross, for joining me on this pitcher's quest, pitch quest. 
Um, and I hope you're all looking forward to the biggest party of the summer that you're never going to see coming. Ross, which match are you... Oh, well, we know which one you're most looking forward to. Dom and Seth. Dom and uh, Seth. Matthew? Yeah, uh, looking at the card again. Yeah, probably Dom Seth, because I have no idea what's going to happen. Mine's Dom and like, Seth. What's going to look like, yeah. Yeah, mine's Dom and Seth too. Also quite keen on uh, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee from the night before. That should be entertaining. Oh, how way. good was he last night? Oh, oh Pat. But, but, uh, but Cole was oh. good as well, I think. Yeah. He was Pat super badass. <laughs> Help me groin. Uh, thanks very much for watching this video, everyone. Leave your thoughts in the comments below, and we will all see you in the aftermath of the biggest party of the summer. Where is it? You'll never know. Bye bye. Yeah. Dip this video in acid. Yeah. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 